Welcome to another episode of B2B Nation, the official technology advice podcast for sales and marketing professionals. I'm your host, Chris Kleinfelter, and I recently had the opportunity to speak with Craig Rosenberg, chief analyst and co-founder at Topo. We talked about account-based marketing and how companies can start incorporating ABM strategies quickly. Craig also highlighted a few account-based strategies he's seen success with in the past. We also talked about the relationship between marketing and sales development representatives. Craig offered recommendations for how to align the two and outlined what a surface level agreement could look like between the two departments. It really was an insightful interview and uh, I think you'll learn a lot and especially if you're on an SDR team or on a digital marketing team. And without further ado, here's my interview with Craig. Enjoy. Welcome to the B2B Nation, Craig. Thanks for talking with me today. Uh, thank you for having me, and uh, I'm very excited about today's session. Yeah, me too. Thanks for uh, for hopping on here with us. Uh, and for our listeners, we'll talk about uh, ABM and account-based strategies and uh, the relationship between marketing and sales development representatives in just a minute here. But uh, before we do that, Craig, could you tell us a little bit more about you and Topo? Yeah, sure. So I'm the uh, co-founder and chief analyst for Topo. Um, which means that uh, I get to think about, study, and talk about B2B sales and marketing all day, every day. Um, because Topo is a research advisory and consulting firm um, that focuses on researching the fastest growing organizations in B2B across their demand generation, sales development, and sales. And uh, we take those insights we glean from that research and we help our customers create strategies and tactics to grow faster. Awesome. Well, yeah, again, thank you so much for being here. And uh, so let's just jump right in. I know we're going to talk about ABM. It's a it's a pretty common topic in B2B marketing today. And uh, since you know a lot about it, uh, what are some ways marketers can begin to incorporate ABM strategies within their respective organizations? Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna make a joke when you said it's a pretty hot topic today, or something like that. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's what everyone wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, look, I, I think. Um, well, let, let me make one comment before I truly answer your question. If you don't indulge me here, sure, sure. I think you know one of the one of the big things uh, to re- to remember from a marketing perspective when you're thinking about account based is that. Um, it's, this is a, you know, account based is a strategy. It's, it's not a campaign type. It's not like a, it's not a, a tactical way that, you know, a tactical campaign you might run for three weeks. It's really a, a strategy. And that's really important, right? When you're, when you're trying to figure out, you know, making these decisions, um, you know, there's 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 a number of factors that go into this, and I'll just mention a couple that are really important, and then I'll answer your question. So one is, um, you know, the uh, the the ideal customer profile, and identifying what that is 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 part of this, right? Is to figure out, you know, who are the most valuable accounts that we want to go after, and um, can I get the rest of the organization to align against? You know, that's, that, that's step number one, right? Because account base means that you're going to basically, uh, you know, uh, create, uh, 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 you know, create a system for generating demand against a set of target accounts. Right? If we don't 
strategically define what those target accounts are. That's kind of mistake number one, right? And then, and then you know, the next thing is from that ideal customer profile, you create a, a set of target accounts and you create a list. And, uh, and then from there, you want to start to run campaigns. Now, in a perfect world, account base is about having alignment across all functions against those target accounts. So can, how can marketing, sales development, sales, executive teams, CS, whatever that might be, how can they work together, right, in, in orchestrating touches and engagement against those accounts? And so that's the perfect world. Okay, so let me just, that was a very brief sort of ground level foundation on account base. So how do you get started? Mm-hmm. You know what, I, I, it's funny. There's a there, there's something really simple here, which for me is, can we agree on a set of target accounts, which by the way, if for many companies is really hard. They spend a lot of time on this. Uh, and... Um, and if we can do that, right, and then when I say agree, look, primarily we want sales to agree, but everyone should be locked in on that. And can we take that set of target accounts and can we start by, you know, A, focusing um, the sales development team against those target accounts, and then B, have marketing provide what we call air cover against those accounts. I know later on you want to talk about sales development and marketing orchestration, but I'm telling you, when we did our research, we figured out what account-based programs drove value the fastest. It was those that had account-based sales development and those that worked directly in just improving the the metrics of the outbound account-based function. And and those, you know what I mean? So it's like two. It, it was it was good because when you think about account-based, and I say strategy, then you're like, well, I got to go boil the ocean. But if we can agree collectively on a set of accounts and then go figure out, well, how do I, you know, um, provide marketing inputs into the outbound um, sales development cadence, that allows you to sort of focus on a certain area. It also allows you to um, latch yourself onto a tangible metrics, which would be, you know, sales qualified leads, like how many meetings can I get? You know, can I improve sales development output of uh, meetings at target accounts? And um, so what do they do? So, you, you know, if, if, for example, your sales development team's doing a three or four touch cadence, what can marketing do? Can they now do just account-based advertising against those accounts that sales development's going mm-hmm. after? Can they run a, a direct mail program against the executives, at, you know, at those accounts? Uh, can we, instead of just sending a blanket webinar to everyone, can we make sure that everyone at those accounts um, was sent the webinar invite? Can we take it a step further and add personalized messaging in that invite for that webinar? Mm-hmm. Those are the things I just mentioned are things that we already do today mm-hmm. in marketing. The difference is, is we try to go for big. And can we just take some of those elements that we run as like a, brute force instrument and just put them in conjunction with the outreach sales development is going to go to. So when people ask me, I say, just, you know, can we just run, do you do, what kind of digital marketing do you do? Can we point it at the companies we're focused on? 
you know, do you want to test direct mail? Great. Let's do it and have sales development be part of a sales development follow-up. Let's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to run advertising account page? Do you want to figure out how to get real value? Out? Let's run it again. The account sales development is going after. So I know it's kind of a theme and some of the questions you want to ask, but it's actually the best way to get started. And it's just to say, hey, guys, let's just improve the metrics of our target account, you know, targeted outbound. And let's just start there. No, I think that's that's excellent. Um, you know, I, I've heard it described many times, but that's one of the first times I've really heard uh, it framed the way that you just framed it, where you would loop in sales development into target accounts if you have them in that specific kind of way. Um, with that said, I mean, you did outline a fair amount of them, but are there certain uh, elements within an account-based strategy overall that you've seen success with or or that you would say are, are absolutely vital to making an account-based strategy successful? Yeah, that's such a good question. It seems like motherhood and apple pie is just not, you know, that's why I started with that locking in on a collective uh, agreement on the ideal customer profile. You know, it mm-hmm. was that in and of itself is um, is just absolutely critical for the program. And um, it sounds obvious, it's just not, right? So, you know, we started studying account-based a year and a half ago. And the first thing we saw was uh, marketers were like, we're account-based. And we're like, great, did you tell sales? <laughs> right? And, and, and by the way, I think they find that sales is account-based, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, sales reps that, um, especially bag-carrying reps, I mean, I mean, they, they have a list of accounts they want to get into. Mm-hmm. You want to go get a sales rep happy, you go in and say, give me that list of accounts. I might add these. I, might add, I will get you into these accounts. Uh, that, that's, that's like a win in and of itself. But mm-hmm. here's why it's a win. Because it was really interesting as we've been looking at people, you know, if you just market to the same people that sales development is calling and sales is prospecting into, you will see a list. Mm-hmm. And everyone says, well, we do. And I said, not really, because you, today in the current setup, in the waterfall setup, marketing does one thing. Outbound sales development does another mm-hmm. thing. If we can just align across those accounts, then you're going to be really successful. So I just said a lot about that singular thing, which is let's all agree that we're going to run campaigns against um, these target accounts. The other thing I think, and, and, and across everyone, I'm telling you, the dividends are incredible. I was talking to one marketer who said, you know, I knew account base was working because sales development was walking over to my desk saying, I called this guy. And he said, hey, I know you guys, I just saw you on an ad on ESPN. And it sounds so small, but actually, man, when someone's, I mean, anybody who's ever tried to get in the door of an account that doesn't know who they are will tell you that's like a victory, right? So so that alignment on the target accounts is, is, is really, it's, it's not low-hanging fruit. It's just core to what you do. Um, and then the other thing, you know, is um, finding... Um, personalization or at least extreme relevance, that's really been the eye-opener. You know, um, we talk about it in, in sort of pockets, right? There's a big blogosphere about personalized sales, 
um, interactions with prospects, right? So how you personalize a cold email or stuff like that. But there's but there's no sort of you know account base that's really brought to the forefront this idea of you know how do we try to get personalized or extremely relevant again from marketing sales development sales you know whatever from that perspective like how can we do that and, and one of the things that i've seen people do to just get started is you know they when they segment that target account list they say well let's start with a vertical you know yeah. Yeah, let's start with healthcare, and let's make sure that marketing is, is creating materials that are you know incredibly hyper relevant to that set of healthcare accounts let's give sales development access to that messaging so they can be hyper and just that action of, of trying to group the target accounts into something that we can create a seamless set of messages against that allows you to be really successful and it gets you closer to being personalized without having to change everything to try and get you know everything down to the perfect set of personalized messages instead <laughs> at least it's hyper relevant and it's, a, it's just a it's a good way to get going, but, but but anyway, I went back to this a good way. So, core is ICP, hyper relevance or personalization, and then ultimately, if you can at least get two groups, and I always tell people start with marketing, sales, development. Sales will join next. If we can get cross-functional orchestration, then your chances of success are are infinitely higher than if you're still siloed. And I, you know, I mentioned that before. It's one of the issues of the classic waterfall arrangement was I do this, then I hand it to you. In account based, it's let's all do this together. A question that I, I have in response to that is, uh, so if we want to get sales, um, excuse me, sales development reps and marketing on the same page, I would assume maybe a. Uh, I don't know, some sort of service level agreement might, might be necessary. So what, what might that look like between those two departments? Yeah, so, so the relationship changes a bit, right? So um, the, the, there, a cohesive relationship there is infinitely more achievable than that of marketing and sales. I'm sorry. I mean, it's just it is amazing how hard it is to get marketing and sales together. Now, marketing and sales development, you can, especially if the SDRs are already outbounding, right? Because um, they'll take help. They're doing the hard, you know, they're doing extremely hard work. And so, can we start there? Okay, so now we work together. But here, here's the difference in an account base. What we do lose is that marketing sales development SLA of like follow, you know, like we don't have isolated inbound people just following up, right? In the account-based sales development, they own accounts, whether they come inbound or outbound, it doesn't matter. If they own those accounts, they're the ones who are going to either follow up or pursue those, uh, pursue those potential leads. So what happens to the SLA? Well, there's a couple things. So one is, look, the, if, if someone only has 100 accounts and you get a lead in that account, they're going to follow up, right? Because that, that's it, it, the reason why they didn't follow up before mm -hmm. is because they have lots of choices, right? Here now they don't have choices. I mean, if you're supposed to get into AT&T and one of them raises your hand, you're going to use that to your advantage, right? 
Um, but you could still keep a SLA on follow-up time. You could still say to the SDR, if you look, we're going to, we're going to try to create leads in there. We're only going to get it probably 30% of the time. But when we do, you know, we still expect, a, you know, call it an hour follow-up time or 30 minutes or whatever their SLA is. Mm-hmm. The difference here, though, in account-based is marketing is going to sign up to uh, market to those accounts before and during sales development outreach. And what we've learned is that sales development reps have stopped caring about whether someone downloads, and they just want to know, is marketing providing me that air cover because their conversion rates to connect are going to be higher. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if we say we're going to go into that healthcare campaign, we choose 100 accounts, and there's an SDR that's going after it. Let's say they run a digital campaign and 15% come in and download something, yay. Right, the rest of them are going to be getting um, hit with the digital messages, the offline messages, the advertising, et cetera, and sales development is going to go outbound to them. And so they should, they will benefit, right? Think about previously account based, you have an SDR trying to create messages against one or two channels to try and get someone's attention. Now marketing is saying, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. Now I'm reaching out to try and get them. Now I'm going to get a higher account, uh, higher connect rate. So that changed, right? Because that was an old SLA was, you know, focused on marketing. You create leads and I'll follow up on them. Now it's marketing is going to create, you know, is going to reach out to these guys. What we've, what we've told people is, you know, you can start, as you start to get better and better, we can start to create an engage, a minimum engagement score where we look at things like web visits, consuming advertisements, et cetera. And marketing, that's something marketing could be held accountable for. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but for now, as people are just getting started, we say keep that, you know, keep that minimum engagement score low and let's just start running campaigns together. Mm-hmm. The SLA, the goal that we want to do together is a, we want marketing to take so we, they're going to have an engagement score, so we're going to look at how they're driving engagement. It doesn't have to be a download. It can be consuming ads or whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. But we want marketing to sign up for, you know, SQLs or qualified meetings or target account pipeline, right? Because we, we'd like to see them attach themselves to what the SDRs are doing and try to drive higher, um, higher meeting rates against those target accounts. And that joint responsibility against that number is actually the best thing for the business because, mm-hmm. you know, that, that allows marketing to try to figure out ways to drive engagement throughout the SDR outreach program and increase the connect rates, which ultimately cre- increases the ability to get sales in front of those accounts. I loved your example of marketing being the aerial coverage for, for STRs. It was just such a a really great visual. I'd never heard it described that way, but it makes a ton of sense. Uh, I've never uh, really on this been doing this show for a while, and this is one of the first times we've really talked about how marketing and SDRs can unify their efforts and, and support one another. Um, that was great, Craig. Thank you so much for, for spelling that out. Listeners, I certainly hope you got value out of that as well. I know I did. Um, for our listeners' sake, Craig, uh, where can our listeners find you out on the web if they wanted to connect with you? If they want to connect with me, 
So my phone number is, no, I'm just kidding. I won't do that. Um, <laughs> That's personal. So uh, <laughs> you imagine. Yeah. Um, that's probably in the old days, 1-800-CRIT. There you go. So, uh, so it's, uh, you know, the Topo is Topo HQ, so T-O-P-O-H-Q.com, and there's a, you know, the only call to action we have is to, you know, um, to connect with us and, and whatnot. You can ask talk to me there. You can also follow me on Twitter. It's Funnelholic, so F-U-N-N-E-L-H-O-L-I-C. And if anybody wants to reach out on LinkedIn, I'm totally not one of those guys that, I mean, if you write me a message that says, Hey, I listen to this podcast, I'll connect with you. I'm not one of those guys. I, I like, I like meeting everyone in my home address. No, I had to throw that one in. And then, um, you know, obviously, you know, we have our uh, big summit, April 12th, 13th, the, the Topo summit for sales and marketers. And I will personally handshake and hug anybody that comes to that. So it'd be a good place for people to come and meet me as well. Awesome. Well, Craig, thank you again for being on the show today. And as always, thanks to our listeners for following along. This episode was recorded at the Technology Advice Podcast Studio in Nashville, Tennessee. To listen to more episodes of B2B Nation, check us out on SoundCloud or iTunes. And to learn more about the show, you can find us on Twitter at technology underscore ADV or online at technologyadvice.com. Thanks for listening.